0: This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 22, I Miss You Already. This podcast is for those looking to train their own dog, whether as a family companion, a service, or a therapy dog, and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hey everyone, how's training going? I hope you had a good couple of days these past days doing great things with your dog. Uh, Boots is here at our house. Again, he's our service puppy in training right now. He's almost five months, not quite. So we're getting into that adolescent stage almost. I can feel it coming, but we're having a good time. He's learning lots of new commands. We've been working on get it, bring it here, and give. And he's got the get it part down, but we're still working on the bring it here and the give part. Sometimes he does well, sometimes he'd rather keep the item. So he's pretty funny. I love their personalities. He's an Australian Labradoodle, and they're so clown-like and so goofy, and you can almost see what they're thinking just by watching their eyes. So he's been really fun to have around. I want to thank you guys for listening. I am super flattered by the amount of listeners that we have, and it's been so fun to coach some of you in my program. I've also enjoyed answering your questions that come in and meeting some of you, because some of you I know are members of my program, and you came to me from the podcast, so thank you. It's really been fun to meet you guys. All right. I have a goal of helping over a thousand puppies this year and we just hit over 500. So I'm super excited about that. And I want to thank you guys for sharing this on your social media, on Facebook, Instagram. If you have time this week and you really enjoy this podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. If you leave me a review, that really helps me to gain some listeners and to spread this word that, you know, we're trying to get this puppy training out to as many dogs as possible this year. I'm trying to hit that thousand, number. So if you could help me, I would really appreciate it. Okay. So a question that came in this week was on separation anxiety. And that's kind of a buzzword in dog training, separation anxiety. What is it? Uh, does my dog have it? How can I prevent it? And so because I am a puppy trainer and I like to help you guys get off on a really good start and help your puppies, you know, do what we can with them from the very beginning to get them, you you know a good head start in life. I want to talk today about how to prevent your puppy from developing something that we call separation anxiety. So first of all, let's just explain a little bit about what it is and what it isn't. Separation anxiety is a condition where your puppy literally panics when you leave and he stays panicked while you're gone. So while some of the symptoms or signs are similar to just a naughty puppy <laughs> If they're peeing in your house or digging at your carpet or chewing things, that can just be a normal puppy that's bored. Um, but a puppy who has separation anxiety is literally in a state of panic. It's almost uh, if you've ever had an anxiety attack as a person or something like that, you feel that panic. That's pretty much what your puppy's feeling if he does have separation anxiety. So be careful labeling your puppy. He might not have separation anxiety. He might just be a naughty dog when you're gone. So let's talk about how to prevent it. How do we prevent our puppy from panicking when we leave and remaining in that panic state? So there's three things that contribute to this. One of them is that puppies don't know how to handle being frustrated. The other one is that oftentimes our puppies are never left alone. So when we do leave them alone, they start to panic. And then finally, some puppies have this strong attachment to their owner. So let's talk about those three categories and maybe what we can do about each of them because I feel like focusing on these three would really help prevent your puppy from developing what we call separation anxiety. So first of all, frustration. Think of a toddler. If a toddler throws a tantrum and you give them a sucker and you do that every single time or something similar, your toddler is going to learn, you know, I get what I want and I get it right away. So puppies are not much different and dogs are naturally wired to see something they want and they want to rush over and get it. So they see food, they run over and eat it as fast as they can. That's just how a dog is wired. And so if we don't teach them patience and impulse control and how to handle a little bit of frustration in a healthy way, then this can lead to bigger problems. Teaching patience and impulse control is a great thing you can do with your puppy we teach them to wait for things. And there's several different ways that you can do this. First of all, there's behaviors that we teach that automatically install this ability to wait for things. So for example, a stay, a sit stay or a down stay. Also the wait command. In my program, I teach my dogs to wait for things. So I draw a line with my arm and it's a line on the ground essentially that they cannot cross. So they can move around on the one side of the line, they just can't cross over to the other side until I release them. It's fabulous. I use it all day long in many different circumstances, but it teaches my puppy to wait. And by waiting, good things happen. I also teach my puppies to go to bed or to their place or mat. Some of you call it mat work. That teaches them patience and impulse control. The pause fit games in my program. So I have six different games that I have your puppies play. It's either waiting for toys or they're being patient to get food. Different things like that that teach that patience and impulse control. Again, that's not something that naturally comes to a puppy. They don't just naturally patiently wait for things. So we have to teach them how to do that. But again, those commands, so teaching your puppy a good solid stay, a wait, a go to bed, waiting at doorways is fabulous. If you have your puppy wait at the doorway, you know, until you walk out or until you call them, and then those pause fit games where they're waiting for toys or they're waiting for food, all of those things just teach them to be patient. And then it teaches them to handle frustration. Another little thing that you can do to handle frustration is when they're on leash, if they see another dog and they're always able to run up to that dog and say hi, they're not learning that uh, frustration barrier. So if they see another dog, I like my puppy to look at me or to sit. And then if I choose that they can go say hi, we give them the say hi command. And so sometimes they get to say hi to other dogs they see, but sometimes they don't. And sometimes I actually say no on purpose because I want them to learn to handle that little bit of frustration. I want them to see the other dog and want to go say hi, but be able to control their impulses and stay in a nice, calm state while they see another dog and they don't get to go say hi. Uh, similar to people, I don't let my dog say hi to everyone. So I train them that it's important to be patient and to wait. And if you know we decide that they can say hi to that person, then great, we'll go say hi. But sometimes we decide, nope, we're not going to say hi today, and that's okay. So it's really, really healthy for our puppies to learn how to handle frustration. If they always get whatever they want then when things don't go their way, some, you know, behaviors that we don't really appreciate start to crop up. And separation anxiety, I feel like, is one of those. If they always get what they want, and then we leave, and they don't know how to handle that kind of stress or that kind of frustration, then they're going to get a little bit destructive, they're going to panic, things like that. Okay, so the next one is never alone. If you think about it, your puppy came from a litter of probably two to... I don't know, even up to 10 other litter mates. I mean, some litters are huge, some are smaller, but they were with uh, other puppies and they were with their mother from day one of their life. So they come home with you at about eight weeks to 10 weeks old and we have to go places sometimes and our puppy can't always come with us. So suddenly we have this new situation where our puppy is alone, and they are not used to being alone. And so it's good for us and for them to slowly ease them into this and to teach them that it's okay to be alone. So what I like to do is to plan short times when I might be gone, and the puppy gets to realize that I'm going to come right back. I have in my program, in lesson 1.1, the very first lesson, we talk a lot about how to properly introduce the crate so that our puppy likes the crate, that it's a positive place, And he learns that I will be right back to let him out. It's not going to be forever that he's locked in that um, crate. So there's things that you can do to help your puppy. Associate being alone is fine. I always leave them with something good to chew. I leave them um, a Kong or a Benabone. I leave them a good durable toy that they can't destroy or somehow swallow parts of. So I leave them with things to entertain them and to keep them busy. It actually helps you out. The crate is awesome because it keeps your house from being destroyed. They can't pee in your house. They can't chew on things. They can't ruin anything. They're in their crate. They're in a safe spot. They have something to do. So at the same time that you're preventing accidents from happening in your house, they're in a crate with toys that are appropriate to chew on. So they're learning, I can chew on these things while they're not destroying your house. But they're also able to learn to be in their own little space by themselves. So, you know, when I first start, you know, bringing out the crate and the puppies in it for a minute, I might have it in the kitchen by me and they're in the crate for just a minute or two while I'm doing something. And then I let them right back out again. So those first little sessions are pretty short. We're going in, we're coming right back out. And I do that a lot. So I'll even, when I first introduce that crate, leave the door open. I'll have my puppy go in. He gets to come right back out and I'll do that you know, at least 10 times. And then I might shut the door and I might run to the bathroom and I'll take like a two to three minute little break and I'll come right back out. If the puppy's quiet and calm, I open the door and I release them. So we do short little trips. Um, I might have to run in the other room to grab something. If I have to just go to the other room, I just put my puppy in his crate. He sits there for a minute. I come back, we let him out. Now, a good little trick for this is to give your puppy something in the crate that he doesn't usually get and he wants to chew. So for example... If you stuff a Kong with uh, peanut butter or cream cheese, and then you freeze it for a little bit, you pull that out, you put it in the crate with him. And then he's chewing on that, trying to get that out, licking it and chewing it, having a good time. And then you come back and let him out. And then the toy goes away. So that yummy thing goes away and he only gets it if he goes back in the crate. So then it's almost like we're creating the scenario where he's like, hey, I'm not done yet. I'm not ready to get out of my crate yet. Leave me here for just a little bit longer. I wanted to keep chewing that yummy thing. And then he learns uh, that the crate's really a good thing and he likes to be in there. So there's a tip for you. All right, so again, helping our puppy learn to be alone is really important. It will help prevent this uh, panic or uh, feeling of anxiousness when we disappear. He'll learn to trust us and that we'll be right back, which is a great thing. Then finally, owner attachment. So sometimes as people believe it or not, we can be super dramatic. (laughs) And you probably if you don't feel like you're dramatic, you can probably envision someone right now who you feel like is dramatic. So a thing that we can do to help our puppies not panic, or be overly dramatic when we leave, is to keep our comings and goings very low key, very not a big deal. So if we are baby talking to our puppy, oh, I'm going to miss you so much. Oh, I'll be right back. I promise it's not a big deal. But we use that high-pitched baby talk voice and we're animated in our faces and we're giving them hugs and loves before we leave. We are really amping up that us leaving is a big deal. And that's hard for puppies to handle. So similarly, when we come home, It's really hard not to be excited when we see our dog. It's been a long day at work. You come home, you want to see your dog. He's happy to see you. And so we get all excited and they're all excited and the jumping and the licking and the grabbing a toy and let's play and all of that excitement and fanfare needs to not happen. (laughs) So whatever you need to do, To help your puppy when you get home to just be calm. I highly suggest it. I highly recommend that we keep comings and goings very low key. So what does this look like? To me, I try to keep all the emotions out of it. So when I need to go somewhere, about five minutes before I have to go, I put my puppy in his crate. Young puppies need to be in an area where they can't get into trouble. So either an exercise pen or a crate, whatever you have set up in your home, I leave my puppy in there. I give him things to do. And then I finish up my business before I leave. So I'm gathering my keys. I'm putting my shoes on. Maybe I'm using the restroom, grabbing a drink, whatever. And then I walk out without another word. So there's no baby talk. There's no high-pitched goodbyes. I'm going to miss you. I'll see you later. None of that. And then when I come home, I repeat that, but in the reverse order. So I take off my shoes. I set down my stuff. I come in. Maybe I grab a drink um it's very low key after about you know two to five minutes of just settling my things then I might go to my puppy release him from his crate and we go on with our day so there's again no baby talk hi oh, I missed you oh it's been such a long day it's so good, so good to see you all of that stuff let's just skip all of that fanfare keep all the emotions out of it When you initially walk in, when you go to your puppy and you let him out, sure, go have fun, have a good time. But initially, let's keep all of the emotions out of it so that the comings and goings, the simply walking in and out of the door is not causing stress or anxiety for our puppy. And then again, I have that rule of if you go to let your puppy out of their crate or their exercise pen, I expect calm. So they're not going to get out if they're jumping and uh, being all crazy and they're excited. I'm going to wait for a nice, calm, relaxed state. Usually that's my puppy lying down and, uh, just being calm in general, you can vision what a calm puppy looks like. And then I would open the gate and release him. But yeah, absolutely. When you open that gate and the puppy comes out again, don't start the fanfare. you can be happy to see them you could ask for a sit or a lap i love the lap command they jump up in your lap and then you can pet them and say hi how was your day and then get a ball and go play fetch or a toy and go let them run around maybe grab the leash and go for a walk but all of the excitement and the fanfare the high-pitched squeaky voices all of the drama let's get rid of all of the drama it will really help your puppies To not be overly excited or anxious or panic when you leave. Okay, so that's what I have for you guys today. Those three things. Let's remember teaching our puppy to tolerate frustration. uh, Remembering that they need to learn how to be alone. And then preventing that owner attachment by keeping comings and goings low-key, non-dramatic Uh, just very calm. Our puppies mirror our emotions and they'll mirror what we are, are doing with our bodies and our language. So if we keep ourselves under control, the puppy's more likely to keep himself under control and learn that being alone is a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, nothing that he needs to stress over or panic about. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Happy training. And I will talk to you guys next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me.